well, here we are. We are back with the big three, but we're changing plans a little bit. If you listen to the little update that we did, instead of going into Attack on Titan right away, what we're going to do is we are going to give Jess a maternity break. Yes, she did have her baby, Connor. Everybody is so happy. He is doing tummy time and all the other stuff the babies do, I'm told. Happy, healthy baby boy. And he's already watching My Hero Academia. And that's not a joke either. Uh, Jess's husband, Andrew, is watching My Hero Academia with baby. So the time alive to time watching My Hero Academia ratio is approaching mine, honestly, at this point. In the future, we're going to do some kind of bit or recurring thing where we get updates from Jess. But since, you know, they just had a baby, we're going to let Jess nap. Everybody be quiet and let Jess nap. So the temporary vibe for the show is going to be made pretty readily apparent as you start listening to it. So I will delay it no further, but I actually will delay it further because it's time to do some Patreon shout outs. Shout out to Erica Scherer, Stephen Mayfield, Emily Lyon, Dion Thomas, Effin Science Man, Jet Set Spy, Pilnock, DJ Stormageddon, Michael Robertson, Nancy Konek, Nene12715, Robert Fortner, Ruben Castillo, Spence, and a warm welcome to Sammy V. Thank you guys so, so much for your support. Means the world to us. Okay, it's time to podcast. Welcome to The Big Three Shonen Tell, the show that covers the first arc of myriad anime, past and present, and we ask the question, and future, (laughs) and we ask the question, anime good? (laughs) I'm your host, Nathan Brandt. Uh, I'm your host, Cam Koenig. And as stated, uh, this is a slightly different show on the main feed while we wait for uh, our lovely Jess to return from her training arc, a.k.a. she had a baby eats a boy. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. So our third chair today is resident Yu-Gi-Oh! expert Mm -hmm. Michaela D. How's it going? Hi, thanks so much for having me. I'm mainly the CEO of Battle City, but I can sometimes sometimes on request talk about uh, Duelist Kingdom. I do do appreciate you taking (laughs) time out of your very busy schedule to speak with us today so thank you Uh, you. i was was delighted to to be asked because if somebody asks me to talk about Yu-Gi-Oh, i'm like right oh thank goodness so it's not like me talking to my boss about Yu-Gi-Oh and our one-on-one right so like whenever we were whenever we were putting this together we were just like we should we should watch duelist kingdom because i just really want to rewatch that uh and then nate was like who do we want to get at and i was immediately like michaela like you just, yeah. we just have to we have to bring Michaela on for this. If you look at Michaela's Twitter for longer than five seconds, you will see Bakara there at some point. <laughs> yeah. He's my resident cryptid. Like he's yeah. just haunting my Twitter like a ghost at all times. Before we get into the first 20-ish, 21-ish uh episodes of Yu-Gi-Oh! Just in general, the first chunk of Duelist Kingdom. Um, I wanted to go around and talk about our experience with uh as we in the midwest say Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, <laughs> fuck off <laughs> michaela d since you are the the resident Yu-Gi-Oh expert the like fanatic the the hyper fixated one among us the most um i want 
you to tell us your your brief rundown of your history with uh, your love affair with with Yu-Gi-Oh. So it, it is a long history. Um, <laughs> I, I'm kind of floored by the length of time, but there was a big gap in between, and I won't talk about the gap because that that's just the shadow realm. So sure, I'll talk about the beginning and now. Um, I first got into Yu-Gi-Oh in high school. I was either at the it, it was in the cafeteria. A friend of mine was impersonating all of the English language dub voices. Of course, yeah. And it was hilarious. I couldn't even believe it. I was like, no, this, there's no way that a show with these voices can be real. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, what is this? He told me it was Yu-Gi-Oh! I went home that very day and I put on Yu-Gi-Oh! And I was like, holy shit, this is exactly the same as his voices. This is real. <laughs> and I, I started watching kind of ironically for that reason. And then I think it was by the, the end of the same episode. It was unironic. I was like, I'm sure, obsessed, yeah. obsessed with this. And it started like, oh, like an 18 or 19 year long love affair with yeah. this thing. And it was, I think, yeah, 2003-ish. And I actually started, um, I still have an Amazon listing up of a purchase of a dual disc in 2004. Fuck yeah. I spent $24.99 on it, which is unheard of now. They, they're charging like oh, yeah. Yeah. $125 at the Kaiba Corp store. And I'm so, so sad I had to get rid of it because it's one of my saddest things. <laughs> now, full stop, the Kaiba store? Yeah, it's what? a real thing, the Kaiba Corp store. <sighs> industrial illusions <laughs> yeah nate's about well, to they, spend a lot of fucking money here uh, yeah dude they wish industrial illusions wishes it was kind sure of a corpse yeah <laughs> see how I, fucking easy that satellite got hacked get the fuck out of here right it's kind of doing it so around 2004 um i mean i started cosplaying in 2002 and in 2004 i knew that i wanted to cosplay yami bakura like so yeah. so much so i started doing a bunch like if i show old pictures it's only two of the versions that I did. The other two were extremely cringe, and I would like history <laughs> to forget. Sure, yeah. Um, that was a lot of a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh related things in my teens that I would like history to Relatable. forget. But like those two, I'm extremely proud of. So I ended up doing a school uniform version of him, but instead of it being like the normal blue fabric, I made it out of like the same navy blue PVC that like Yamiyuki would wear. Because mm, hello, yeah, I saw the yeah. Matrix once, just yeah. like Bakura saw the Matrix <laughs> once, and then was you know changed forever by it. So definitely wanted to do that, and I did his uh, Battle City outfit, which I yeah. in 2020. I remade. So I'm super, yeah. super happy about it. So like I was into it until about college. And then um, I mean, I hate to talk ill about it, but the abridged season the, the abridged series came out and I was right. out and gay right. to my friends. And I was kind of like in, in the situation where it was really scary. I was afraid to be kicked out of my house, et cetera, et cetera. And right. like it's some of the jokes that were in it just it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. So I like sure. I yeah. just stopped being into it at that time. Yeah. It just I some stuff like that definitely sours right the the experience and I, I know people that like dragon ball z abridged has like done the same kind of thing to to them for dragon ball so yeah and that's unfortunate because it's like of course we should laugh about these things it's hilarious yeah. but like it's just at the time it was at the time the shock value humor was a big thing right so exactly I just, like, it, it's not normal for me to like nope out of something so quickly but i think it was just because of my situation because sure. of the type yeah. of humor nope right out and then but the thing is like my love of like Kaiba and my love of the series never really went away. It was always just there, dormant, bubbling beneath the surface for almost 20 years. <laughs> Smoldering and then, 
suffering like Kaiba in himself. 2021. <laughs> so of course we are in the midst of the pandemic. Still are for the most part. But um, I saw that they were releasing brand new Kaiba figures, and I was like, oh. And I was feeling this joy bubble up from deep <laughs> within my stomach, and I was like. I should watch the series again. But I don't think that I would be as into it as I used to be, right? Oh, was I fucking <laughs> Surely <old>? not. <laughs> <laughs> I started watching again and I was like, oh. Oh, okay. This is like the greatest thing ever. And I started watching at Battle City and like I just, oh, I've been head underwater since then. Like completely <laughs> yeah. back into it. I love that. And Cam, you, you've mentioned before that you work at a card shop yeah. and that you, you deal with a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh stuff. So um, what is what is your Yu-Gi-Oh experience? So Yu-Gi-Oh hit for me uh, whenever I was younger, uh, whenever like the show was like this big new thing that I would see, you know, on like, I don't even fucking know what it was. It was like Kids WB or some shit at the time. And I was like the perfect like target audience age for it for sure like it it hit me at the exact right time where they're just like pokemon never fucking heard of her um <laughs> yeah who is she we right. don't care about her <laughs> anymore <laughs> she's dead now <laughs> and so like i i was like really into like like for a while it did feel like oh like we're just all into this because like all of my friends are and everything into it and like it was you know you you kept up with it in the same way that you kept up with a lot of things as a kid and you were just like, Oh, this is popular. So I'm going to get into it. And then, uh Oh, it just becomes your whole personality for a while. And like, that's me uh, with uh, <laughs> like, it's kind of like definitely looped back around to Pokemon for now. But like, so I, I, I like kept up with Yu-Gi-Oh and like bought cards and played uh, with friends and watched the show up into like, the first movie and then just like fell off for no reason really um i think around that time like i got another pokemon game i'm like oh right oh sorry excuse me um <laughs> i'm sorry baby she meant nothing to me <laughs> right, right absolutely uh, <laughs> yugimoto never heard of her <laughs> i was working at a movie theater when the first movie came out so i would sneak Fuck in yeah hell I yeah i was like afraid to like go in on my own volition so what i would do when i was like sweeping up is i'd like sneak in the door oh, hell yeah and just hell watch yeah it. so uh <laughs> like Yu-Gi-Oh just was kind of in the background for me honestly until like three months ago um which is whenever <laughs> i started working at a trading card game shop and just like it it was like very surprising to me in a way to like see like it's nowhere near as big as like just the fucking giant like conglomeration of Pokemon everything is. Um, but like Yu-Gi-Oh is still like really popular and I think that's really cool. And people will like put in orders and I'll go and like, you know, pull single cards and everything. And I'm just like looking and I'm like, fuck man, like Yu-Gi-Oh is really cool. Like I love the art design. I think the cards look really cool. Um, I like uh, was going through a box for an order the other day and I like just was like going through some cards and found like the first ultra rail the first ultra rare I ever pulled mm. like not that one specifically but I like saw a copy of it in that box and I'm like 
oh, this is going to do something to me, isn't it? Yeah. And then two days later, we're like, hey, let's watch Yu-Gi-Oh! for this show. (laughs) (laughs) Well, when when we were planning the show, Cam was like, yo, at some point, we got to do Yu-Gi-Oh! And I was like... Yeah. I was like, bet, dude, Duelist let's go. Kingdom, like, <laughs> objectively, like, it is not good, but it's so much fun. Exactly. You know? Ex- especially, and like, the American version. Okay. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, it doesn't have to be a masterpiece to it, be like, good. It super isn't, <laughs> you know? But, like, yeah, like, it's it's just been really cool. And I've been, like, talking to, like, coworkers of mine who are, like, really into Yu-Gi-Oh! And, like, seeing them, like, talk to people who come in and, like, pick up orders or, like, talk to them about the stuff. And, like, it's really rad. Um, I, w- like, we, like, had something get damaged in the shop. And so we're just like, fuck it, let's just open up these packs and just throw the cards in the inventory. And I, like... It was weird because I'm like, I'm about to open up my first Yu-Gi-Oh pack in like fucking like at least 15 yeah. to 20 years. I got I got Dark Magician. So that's pretty Whoa. cool. That's but amazing. I didn't get to keep it. It's the shops. Oh. But well, you can purchase good. it from your shop. Yeah, <laughs> I'm probably not going to. But I'm 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 probably going to buy that uh, Barrel Dragon, though, which was the one that I pulled because I love machine cards. They're so cool. But yeah uh, i i it was very much like a uh for me my history with it is holy shit this is everything to eh, what and then now i'm just like hey this is pretty cool and it's like it, I, i'm i'm going through like a uh, it, it's like the, the feeling that i have i'm trying to describe is like a respect but also like a looking back fondly but also recognizing no this is actually still really cool um i like pulling Yu-Gi-Oh cards is like one of my favorite things to do at work now because i just get to look at how fucking cool some of that art is and it's it, what i like about it is there is almost no guiding art style and principles to it like even from the get-go it was just like all right we got dragons here's battle ox fucking here's a flame swordsman and here's a cartoon little man (laughs) i was actually just re-watching a few of the episodes like uh, the final ones in the uh you know the first 20 that we're going to discuss and i was thinking about how the flame swordsman just looks like conan the barbarian he does have like the dark magician who looks completely different but i love that variety and that you can assemble all these different decks like you have like bakura's deck which is like a horror deck and then you have jonoji's deck which is like a vegas style luck deck it's so good but it randomly has like the red eyes black dragon it randomly has things like uh jinzo and like insect queen and things like that it's awesome it's also really fun watching this show knowing how the game is actually played (laughs) (laughs) but more than that how it was played back in the day yeah right but also tribute summon never heard of her (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> just throw blue eyes on turn one who gives a fuck right oh yeah my God. exactly yeah. <laughs> i i i love Yu-Gi-Oh so much because it's ridiculous and my background with it is <laughs> so i didn't have wb as a kid um and in fact when we when we would visit my aunt um that was one of the things i was like I was like excited for on vacation is watching WB and the, yeah. the mornings yeah. over there. Cause I didn't have, I was like, who is this cubics man? I must meet him. Yeah. <laughs> Robots for everyone. <laughs> I got to get in on this. In this economy. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
fucking it was it was so cool because every cartoon and like I've talked about this before, but like Pokemon moved to WB uh, like midway through Orange Islands, I think. And so like Pokemon Johto, what the fuck is this? You know, like this this song is a banger. What is happening? Yeah. They changed the opening song. <laughs> like you can do that. Exactly. But the thing was, I was watching it and it was like, all right, everyone. It's time for you. It's time to do, 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 do yeah. okay? And so it it's not in the ones that we were covering for today, but it was uh, the Yugi versus Kaiba rematch outside of Pegasus's castle. Fucking love that episode, dude. That shit. I watched that and like all of the ridiculous shit that happens. I was like, bro, this game is incredibly wild and i had seen Yu-Gi-Oh cards mm -hmm. at stores and been like what the fuck is this but i watched it and i was just like oh, 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 I, I, I this is me now this is my whole shit now and so when i came back to michigan from wisconsin i was telling my friend john i was like dude i want Yu-Gi-Oh cards so much and john is like John was like the latchkey kid of all latchkey kids because he was like, let's just ride our bikes to the mall and go steal some from <laughs> Toys R Us. And I was like, okay. Hell yeah, brother. Let's fucking go. Card games and on motorcycles. Literally. Bakura would be very proud of you right yeah. now. Yeah, exactly. 100%. Take it. The thing about how far Toys R Us was from my house was it was maybe a 15-minute drive, so it took a long time yeah. to ride my my mm. fat ass on a bike all the way over to that place. And I lied to my mom and said that, uh, John's mom is taking us to go see Spider-Man 2. <laughs> <laughs> so, and so I, like, come back, and I'm like... <sighs> <laughs> out of breath from biking i got lost on the way home because i was going too slow for john so he like zoomed ahead i didn't know where the fuck i was dude it was but i bought the yugi deck and the kaiba deck yeah so i was i was i was fucking unstoppable dude and this was when the first two sets were out. So Blue Eyes, White Dragon and Metal Raiders were out. Yeah. But Metal Raiders is Metal Raiders was my shit, dude. That's where I got my Barrel Dragon. Legend of Blue Eyes, White Dragon. You don't want to buy those cards. Half of those cards in those packs come in the come in the the, the structure decks. It doesn't dude, matter. They have reprinted all of those so many times. And they look so good, though. Like yeah. the full art monster reborn. I'm sorry. Reborn the monster. Yeah. <laughs> Did they rename it? No, in the in the English version of the cartoon, they're like, I play Reborn the Monster. Yeah. And I'm like, did it did you just weirdly translate that from like something something no monster? I think they did, because the card is super just monster reborn. Yeah. yeah and and uh I mean I started watching the Japanese version really early on, and that's mainly what I watch. And the card's just she stuff she'll say. Yeah. Yeah. That's all yeah. it is. It's just yeah. monster reborn. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, they didn't have to do that. I don't know. You, are you telling me that four kids did something weird with a dub? <laughs> you think? Who knew? I love the dub for how bad the dub is. Like, <laughs> I was like, oh, we're just. I guess we're just into this now. But like, yeah. Uh, and and spoilers for people that are that are listening to this. This this episode especially is just going to be us like, yeah, 
talking about stuff. We're not getting like Nate writes a novel about the about the like the meaning of the story and stuff like that. Nah, fuckers, I just wanted to watch Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You do not need a reason to watch Yu-Gi-Oh. Just watch no. it. No. Um, but like whenever I like you you mentioned like the, the Yu-Gi-Oh! bridge stuff, and like a lot of that stuff definitely has aged very badly. Um oh, yeah. And like I, I it's it's very weird because I, I did watch a few episodes of Yu-Gi-Oh! Abridged, and like I feel like a lot of the stuff in that that is really bad, no real reason to be there. It's funny enough yeah. without them. It's just deeply stupid on its own, and they just yeah, make it fun of how even... silly it is. They don't need to just slide in some weirdly sexist or transphobic shit in there. Oh, 100%. I would argue that it doesn't even need the abridged version because Dude, they just, no, the, the four kids it's version is abridged own. enough. My, yeah. it's, it's pure camp. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. perfection. My point is... That whenever Tristan started talking, I'm just like, did I accidentally go to YouTube? <laughs> because, oh, triangle hair. Dude, like, Tristan's voice is so fucking bad. <laughs> like, it literally, I, I, I feel like the abridged dub of Tristan is better. And that's so weird to say. I, I love that. I, Joey Wheeler, I play perfect change Perfection. nothing yeah change no, he's like, nothing yeah don't touch a hair on his on his head yeah like but also i will say though that the the new movie dark side of dimensions well it's not really new anymore but it's right. the new right. movie honestly their voices i think are at their top game really like, cool interesting really I, I in my opinion they're all extremely good yeah that's that's awesome because like the 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 whenever like this the the original stuff because i just like pulled it up on netflix and just watched the dub that they had on there definitely has the vibe of yeah, let's just get some people. You you know what an anime is? Cool. Let's sell some cards to kids. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I gotta say though, the Kaiba's voice actor though goes like a hundred and thirty percent. I think in the Dude, early yeah. episodes, not so much, but like when you go on, I'm like this man. I think it's Eric Stewart, but I'm just like I think he, so, yeah. He puts his whole bussy into it. It's incredible. <laughs> he yeah, he puts his whole kaibussy into it. Cam, you watched the dub for this for sure, oh, right? Yeah, of course. <laughs> Did did Kaiba sing a song in one of those no, episodes? <laughs> that was uh like I, I I haven't seen the Japanese version. Um it's the bit where he's like sneaking into his secret hideout or whatever, and it's like just playing this really shitty, like generic rap rock song. I'm back, so watch out for me. Yeah. Um <laughs> I have a feeling I, that's not in the Japanese version. No way. No, the the soundtrack is actually different. And and this mm -hmm. is one of the the most heinous changes that they made because the soundtrack in the original goes fucking Hard. I was it's thinking about that. It's yeah. so good. And I think it's either the same people who did the Utena series or the Utena movie, but you can tell, Ooh. like, because Utena is my favorite anime ever. It's one of Ooh. those things where I feel so emotionally attached to it that I can barely speak about it because I'll just scream and cry. But, like, <laughs> Fuck yeah. The music in in the original Yugo, it's like, if, you know, you would do yourself a service to, like, uh, listen to some of, like, the best ofs. There's a track called Passionate yeah. Duelist, which is mm. one of the best ones, but it goes so hard. It's, like, full orchestra and they're going they're yeah, going great. and they're like they're just playing card games and it's crazy it's <laughs> awesome. i'm just like this is the greatest thing ever and i'm like i'm in my 30s and i'm like my mind is still blown i remember um 
going to a compact disc resale shop in oh, my indeed. hometown and finding and subsequently purchasing um one of the worst <laughs> albums of all time Yu-Gi-Oh music to music duel to by duel I knew you were um, going to say that <laughs> I Imagine owning the best music to do. <laughs> it's time to do it du- 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 duel with your new Dude. compact disc, Yu-Gi-Oh! Music to Duel by. Because I'm your duelist. Dude. <laughs> There's a song called Face Up, Face Down by Pegasus's voice actor, yes. I believe. Yes. I will haunt my dreams for the rest of my life, by the way. Nate, have you heard this album? No. It's actually, <laughs> I think, one of the worst things ever recorded. Like... I can't listen to more than five minutes of it without cringing into a fucking neutron star. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I tried. It's like, really bad, there, dude. And I just, I couldn't. It is straight up, what if four kids did a, rock, uh, a fucking rap rock album? But it's Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. Oh, no. I gotta say, though, in terms of voice acting, the one I think that is the closest to the original is actually Pegasus. He sounds exactly the same. It's I believe that. Yeah. And, and, like, even in the Japanese version, he was like, Yugi boy. And I'm just, Great. like, obsessed. <laughs> yeah. Obsessed. Like, oh, and the, just... the English voice actor knocks her out of the park. Like, he, does, he doesn't need it. to go that hard. He but crushes he just did. it, dude. Like, what a creepy old man. But he's, like, supposed to be 24, but I don't believe that. I'm like, he's lying. He's 45 years old. Hey, now, What? He's 20. supposed to be his canon age is 24. Fuck. Oh. Fuck you. No, that's wrong. It's, it's one of the, I have a running Yu-Gi-Oh head canon thread and I'm like that's just a lie. That man is 45 years old. He took 100%. that long to establish his business. Even if you um end up talking about the later episodes of Duelist Kingdom, you'll find out about his like lost love. I'm like they were right. like babies. Yeah. When they but met. I, I guess in this world uh you know a high school student is also the head of a major mega corporation. So who fucking cares? Yeah. It's so funny though, because when I was like 16 and watching like the age of the characters, I was like, Oh my God, he's so cool. And I still think so. But at the same time, I'll watch him, you know, walking down the woods in the, uh, in the duelist kingdom Island with yeah. his like goddamn business suit and his blue yeah. coat. And, um, and his like briefcase full of cards. I'm like, you fucking nerd. <laughs> yeah. Look at this fucking dork ass right here. You're a nerd. I'm just like, I still love you, Kaiba. Please forgive me, nerd. I have some news, which is the guy that did the music for that. Uh, yeah. He was the mu- The bad album or the good actual OST? <laughs> the bad album where where, great, he, where the, the song I'm Back, which is, which is, I thought it was voiced by Kaiba's voice actor. It's not. Uh, it is voiced by just a musician, but... He he has done music for Yu-Gi-Oh. He has done music for Kirby Right Back Atcha. He has done Yo. music for Pokemon. And if you watch the Hall & Oates music video, Private Eyes, he's playing the bass. <laughs> That's crazy. Millennium eyes. Watching you. Millennium eyes. Okay, I take it back. This might actually be the coolest motherfucker on the planet. As some of my friends say that it's just camp, and I'm like, if you think of it as camp, then it will enhance your experience. Camp Koenig. Uh, 100%. Yeah, that's me, Camp Koenig. <laughs> Welcome to Camp Koenig. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, what does Yu-Gi-Oh mean? <laughs> yeah, because it's not the card game. It means king of games. Oh, oh okay. Okay. Yeah, Yu okay. is game. O is king. Oh, okay. cool. The king of games. Oh, okay. 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 That makes sense. They 
never try to make it make sense in English. No, it only it only makes sense in the original because if you're like, you know, a Japanese person and you're reading these yeah. characters and you're like, oh, King of Games, Yugi sure. means game. Yeah. And then, like, and do you know what's amazing too? So there's Yugi, and then there's his best friend Jonochi, Joey, as we know him in, in English. Um, and together, it's Yujo, which means friendship. Okay, Aww. Aww, very good. good. Oh, hey, what's up? The art is here. Hello, art. <laughs> Welcome. Hi. The role of Nathan will be played by Michaela in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I know the lore. Well, like, I, I was a nerd kid, just like Seto Kaiba, except not nearly as fucking rich. And like, <laughs> yeah. I sort of learned like a, at least enough. Like, I was like conversational in Japanese at the time, Whoa. so like I could listen. I, I um, this is the thing is that I got into Yu-Gi-Oh before any of it was released in the states so i have had to watch i think a good amount of the oracalcos arc and final arc with no subtitles okay okay that whips ass actually i did not know that about you that's fucking large respect i am stuck on this sequence where kaiba hacks into (laughs) his own he goes into his own shit after faking his own death and then he talks to his computer and then he does a big terrorism, yeah. which is completely glossed over. What I love is he Bro, shows up. definitely died. <laughs> it was a building, dude. <laughs> and that was a satellite, dude. So for those that didn't watch the episodes and just are here to hear us yell about Yu-Gi-Oh, what happens is Kaiba goes into his own thing. Uh, and he talks to his computer, who, for <laughs> no reason, is goofier than the 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 computer from SpongeBob. She's like, yeah. "You're telling me, Kaiba." <laughs> I'm like, "What is happening?" <laughs> In my actual notes, I wrote, "I don't know if you can see it." Real Kaiba is Hacker Man. <laughs> Real Good. Kaiba Great. is Hacker Man. <laughs> In my actual notes that I wrote in the past Fuck few yeah. days. Great. He goes he goes into his own he goes to his computer, he sneaks into his own fucking house and and steals the 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 game tops that they immediately throw away for the dual discs later. He's trying to hack into Pegasus's mainframe in order to find where Yugi is, I think, yeah. or yeah. something. I think it's, it's to kind of keep track of his duel because he was dueling with a doppelganger. Right. He yeah. was he was the dueling time. the dark ghost of Kaiba. Yeah. Majin Kaiba over here. Who got blasted and turned into me, I think. (laughs) In that duel. duel. But so he's like, we have to find out what's going on on the island, but we're blocked. And then he's like, hack into the the Industrial Illusion satellite and crash it into the server building. And they do. And then they move on. And I'm sitting there like, no, no, no. You have killed people by yeah. that. Something fell from space <laughs> and took out a building. Listen, everybody that I love in Yu-Gi-Oh! has killed someone at least at one point in time. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say is, you know, about season zero, which is when like, which is like, yeah, I was ready to bring my season zero knowledge. I know next to nothing about season zero. So please give me so, the pitch. Yeah. Give us the very brief pitch that of of season zero, which is. Which is basically what if, it's Yu-Gi-Oh that fucks, but he fucked too hard, and so they made it about Karibo. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so mainly, what I know about, I call it season zero, but 
my knowledge is mainly the early manga, which is right. the same. It's there's a lot of overlap right. between the two. The original manga is superb. It's so good. I highly recommend. Like, it's hard to find volumes like physical ones. Like, I'm the only ones I'm missing from my collection are the three in ones, volume four and five. The rest I have, but. The original manga is a trip. It is basically a serial killer manga for teens. Yo. And yes, and it starts out where um, the first nine or so volumes are the original arc where it does not involve, there's, there's a little bit of dual monsters, but not a lot. So originally, Yugi has the Millennium Puzzle and he's had it for seven or eight years. And his grandfather, Sugoroku, um, just we'll just call him grandpa, he's had it, but he's never been able to put it together. In fact, no one has. But Yugi's made it his passion project to put together the Millennium Puzzle. And one day he does. And he wishes on the Millennium Puzzle for a friend because he is just a typical nerd kid. He stays inside. He loves games because his grandpa has a, a game shop. It's his passion and love, but he really does. He lacks in the friend department. And then he brings his puzzle to school. Uh, Jonochi is Jonochi and Honda. So Joey and uh, Tristan, Tristan, they're bullying him. They bully him, and uh, Jonichi steals one of the integral pieces, throws it in the, the school pool. But then he sees, um, I think Yugi gets beaten up by one of yeah, the Yeah, they kids. cover this a little bit in the show. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tiny bit. He gets beaten up, but then Yam, um, and then Jonichi, his heart's broken over seeing that. So he goes into the pool fully clothed. He grabs the piece, gives it back to Yugi, and they basically become friends then. Once he gets the puzzle, um, the thing is that Yami Yugi had extremely questioned morals back then but um he becomes yamiyugi and he uh creates these basically shadow games but they're much more ramped up i forget exactly what happens in that shadow game but i remember another one really clearly where anzu who is Taya, she works at a she works part-time at a restaurant like a uh like cafe and um, she ends up getting held hostage by a criminal. And so Yami Yugi, so Yugi happened to be there. He turned into Yami Yugi seeing that Anzo was in trouble. And so one of he did a like a penalty game or a shadow game against the criminal where I, I forget exactly the context of the game, but long story short, at the end of the game, I think they had to uh, put these things together, but your hand happened ha- had to be perfectly still. And he put a lighter on his hand and then it was over a bunch of alcohol. And he was like, okay, um, but you can't, you can't move your hand whatsoever. Good luck. And the guy just kind of complies. But then once he moves his hand, he gets burned alive. So that's the sort of stuff that Yami Yuki Yo, used to do. You may have just convinced me to just get, just jump right back in. Actually, just off of that so shit. Good. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> also, Cam, the second episode of uh, season zero of Yu-Gi-Oh! is called The Devil Gamer. So, <laughs> hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> so, okay, I just want to talk about the ri- some of the ridiculous things in this <laughs> world. Like, of course, like... They make the show, and of course the manga turned into like Duel Monsters, Duel Monsters, Duel Monsters, Duel Monsters, because extremely marketable, extremely popular, and, you know, as evidenced by, the game is still going strong today. Cam ha- works with a former professional Yu-Gi-Oh! Player. That is true, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great! <laughs> um, so, like, it hasn't gone away. It is less popular, obviously, but, like, it's still, like... That shit prints money still, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I... I love the fact that in the world of Yu-Gi-Oh! the anime, like, it's like Pokemon where nobody can fucking handle talking about 
anything other than dual monsters for four seconds. Yeah. <laughs> so every it's like in Pokemon how everything is Pokemon, right? And My Hero Academia, everything is heroes, heroes this, heroes that. But in Yu-Gi-Oh, it's just like, yeah, dual monsters. It's the game that everybody knows and plays. And none of the cards have any text on them. I know. It's <laughs> it's extremely good, and it's only the gateway into how completely Calvin Ball yeah, the, the, oh the, the actual game is. My favorite one was like, your monster's not strong enough to fight this guy. Look up. I'm not aiming at your monster. I'm aiming at the moon. Dog. <laughs> I was literally about to bring up the Mako Tsunami fight as I think one of the greatest episodes in anime history. Yeah. Right? Um, not a single fucking thing in that fight makes sense <laughs> at all. That and the panic fight. And I was fucking glued to my screen. <laughs> I I was having this conversation with uh my my coworker who used to like be really like good at Yu-Gi-Oh. Um I was having this conversation with him today and we were just like why the fuck didn't they just like release just the regular monster cards like they were in the show i would buy so many of those they didn't have any text that mattered anyway it's like card that would been fucking cards. tight yeah i would buy one of those right now i i love that there's no information on there except for the like element that the monster is it's just like earth and then the middle of the card on the bottom it's Dude. like okay and like it was like weird how much like my watch through of this stuff for this episode like was timed to work things. After I watched the uh, Weevil Underwood duel, I went to work the next morning, and then somebody was building that exact deck with what? singles, and I'm like, "This be. is fucking weird, dude." One of my favorite things about Yu-Gi-Oh is. These motherfuckers learn that magic is real one day. They learn that souls are real. Grandpa's soul fucking gone in the TV. And then they go to school the next day. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I mean, honestly, when you're so going into a little bit personal shit, but like uh, during the time that I got into Yu-Gi-Oh! It was one, one of the harder times of my life. Yeah, sure. So watching that, I was dealing with some shit yeah. at yeah. home. And then the next day I would just go to school. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, these kids are my salvation. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you I can relate that. to that stuff. And it says something that I'm into, like, you know, a couple specific villains. And I'm just like, oh, geez. Like, oh, yes. <laughs> I was texting my friend. I try this one particular friend. I keep trying to make her understand Yu-Gi-Oh! But I think I fail every time. But I try. But my attempts. You can't. One does not simply understand <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh! like okay the reason why i like malik ishtar so much is because he goes through some trauma and then heavily dissociates and i'm like oh same bestie yeah <laughs> so true i yes I, same girl the i don't think the cops are ever called in this situation like yugi knows who did this and he's just like i'm just gonna go to his island and play cards against him yeah. and win. Or like, do, you know, do you know what drives me nuts is that like the board of directors at kaiba corp is like you must defeat yugi yeah. Muto in a duel and i'm just like why <laughs> like what, what is the meaning of and this? like it's the bylaws of the corporation they say and 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 the first episode too where like Yugi was like, no, I have to beat this dude at card games right now. <laughs> Grandpa, 
it'll be fine <laughs> fucking whatever <laughs> am i gonna call the cops on this dude who clearly assaulted him <laughs> nah i'm gonna beat him at card games i'm gonna send his soul to hell also <laughs> i also had this conversation with uh, aforementioned co-worker Yugi's deck kind of fucking sucks, dude. Dude, when Tristan is like, my favorite card is the Cyber Commander, a, a, a normal card with fucking 750 attack and defense. I was like, bro. Buddy, really? <laughs> really? That's your favorite card? That is Kentucky Fried nothing, dude. Excuse me, it's the heart of the card? Okay, all right. The fucking um, heart of the math means he dies, dude. <laughs> fucking he, I think he does and then he gets sent to the graveyard but then they use a a real and 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 then the four kids text that says Tristan fucking Hargrave or whatever his name is <laughs> in English it's so good I like so there was a Yu-Gi-Oh game that came out a couple of years ago. I, I picked it up on Switch and I like played through it a little bit. It, it lets you like go through and like play all of the duels from like the main series. It's good. It's super cool. It's very fun. Playing Yu-Gi-Oh turns out pretty fun. Yo, Yugi's deck fucking sucks, dude. Like Kaiba nine times out of ten beats the fuck out of him. Yeah. Like, holy shit, dude. That's what happens when you have three blue eyes, white dragons in your fucking deck. But, like, going through and playing that, like, Yugi and Joey should not have made it in as far in that tournament as they did. Fucking Rex Raptor shouldn't have made it in, like... I like dinosaurs too, bud, but come on. Like, I really do feel like in terms of, like, actually, like, having a preparedness and, like, a really well thought out and built out deck, like, Weevil Underwood crushed that shit my valentine too yeah well that's why he was the former champion yeah absolutely he's the, he said he was the, i'm the regional champion, the regional champion. <laughs> Both i love great. that he blushes when pegasus gives him the trophy i was just like yeah, yeah you know what i would be too but it's okay and like, <laughs> i was how I, I was talking about this with my coworker. like i would understand why Kaiba's so fucked up about Yugi beating him because his deck fucking sucked, dude. Like, <laughs> I get it. Like, when he losing has a three thousand year old, like living in his body, who can like right. cheat the cards totally. with the heart. But like losing to a top deck never feels good, you know? No. Yeah, I mean, I love I love Kaiba so much. He's great. He's absolutely great incredible character you know there's there's joey's backstory too which is that his his sister's going blind and needs a, a surgery or whatever and that's that's why mm -hmm. he's going to duelist kingdom but i i i love the place and time of Yu-Gi-Oh where people are just mailing each other vhs tapes yeah <laughs> yeah it's so like i didn't think of it as vintage at the time but now that i watch it again like yeah. years later i'm like whoa like this is it's a relic mm -hmm. it's so but it's so good his sister made a less than 30 second vhs tape that was I would think somebody was kidnapped if they said the same shit that she said. Yeah. She she was like, it's me, your sister. I don't have a lot of time before going blind. I'll always remember, though, the day <laughs> that mom took us, took me away from you. Immediate flashback Dude. shot to just her going, no! <laughs> inside of a car. I love Joey Wheeler. Shout out to Joey Wheeler. He's just a good boy, you know? He's just a he good is, dude. He truly, truly is. Yeah. I really love him. Like, he's like that. Honestly, 
he's the everyman that everyone can relate right, to in my right. opinion more than any other character even like with me like with my i relate to the gay villain <laughs> sure, mostly, sure but like everyone can relate to joe well you can't have yugi moto or muto be the point of view character in this show right because this is a kid mm-hmm. who has a ghost in him <laughs> and mm-hmm. and wears a belt around his neck to school I mean, he saw The Matrix once, just like all the other 16-year-olds. <laughs> exactly. Like me. Who's, I, excuse me. Like, I re, let's represent for a second. I saw The Matrix once, and then I was wearing, like, vinyl trench coats. Fuck yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. No. Vinyl pants with bondage straps, and I didn't know what that meant, but I was still wearing it. <laughs> now I know what it means, and, like, honestly, I would wear it again. And I still wear them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wear them to this day now with the knowledge of, yes, this is what this is. It's, it's so interesting like the visual style of the anime and the characters like i think yugi is like the most like guess the protagonist haircut absolutely like and it's become like a like i feel like the Yu-Gi-Oh designers have just had to one-up themselves every time a new series is started with like the protagonist's pink swirl hair and all that sort of shit right man like i just like it, it's very easy to make fun of, but Yuki's hair—it's iconic like, though. Just like yeah, Chef's really kiss, is. like perfect. It's so good. Literally, no other character in any show ever looks like that. No. Yeah, it, he's the like. It, if anybody shows Yuki, if you've never seen Yu-Gi-Oh, you know who that totally. is. Totally. Yeah. yeah. I I just love. I want to talk about like the Duelist Kingdom story a little bit and like the details of it. I I love that they get to an island. And they're like, you're here to play this game. It's kind of like Fortnite. Everybody's <laughs> just kind of around. Anybody <laughs> could challenge anybody. Which, like, I would, I would, I would slap my fucking mama to get a game that was Duelist Kingdom or Battle City. Dude, where it's yeah. just like a hundred duelists jump out of a bus. And then, like, you just walk <laughs> around this city and fight other people. That'd but be anyway. so cool. Yeah, isn't that great? I love the whole idea of both series. Welcome to the video game robot show. I was gonna say, um, but this is not a podcast yeah. about video game robots. This <laughs> so like, but when they get there and Pegasus is like, welcome, there are new rules here, actually. Like, can you imagine if you were the Olympic basketball team mm. and you go to the Olympics that are going to be held in, let's say it's just Greece. Let's just say it's fucking in Athens. This one fucking the Olympics are coming home and it's basketball time and fucking Maximilian Olympico (laughs) fucking says like, yes, welcome here. My basketball champions. Yes. You're here to compete for the gold. There will be new rules here about the game that you are very good at though. So traveling totally. Okay. There's also spikes that will come out of the ball when you play. The if game. you actually, uh, if you score a basket from half court, you activate multi-ball. <laughs> I also love the idea that, like, after that Mako Tsunami episode, I'm like, do these fuckers have to hunt for food to stay alive? They do. Yeah. Yeah. If you didn't bring food, you're screwed. Like, Mai saves them because she brought the food. But she says in the manga, she's like, but um, I'm not making it. 
So they make Ryo make it because he's the only one who knows how to cook because, you know, he has the Millennium Ring. He's cursed. His father was like, bye. I know that your mother and sister are dead, but also I'm going to abandon you. So he knows how to cook. Great. I love he's he is just in the woods constantly. Yeah. Yes. I was going to say he is a forest cryptid. He super yeah, is. Like, yeah. Like 10 episodes before he makes his debut, like Joey's like. I think I saw Bakura from school, and Taya's like, Bakura from school? That's crazy. And like, we'll come back to that in like 12 episodes. And then he's just like, I'm here in the woods. Yeah, and he like goes into a bush. <laughs> yeah. I know, he does that fucking Homer Simpson yeah. gif where he comes he and goes back into the bush. <laughs> and I'm just like, I was just like, okay, I know that you're important, but like, if I watched this as a kid back in the day, I'd be like, who the fuck is this little fucking guy? <laughs> yeah, I think was it Anzu? And like she said at one point, she's like, I think I saw him, Bakura, on the boat. Yeah, she's she's the one that keeps seeing him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like they're like, No, you're just seeing an illusion. That's why I'm like, he's a fucking cryptid. Like, that's why I'm like, he's such a more interesting character yeah. than like than they're that they actually show. Like, there's so much to him. He's like a little white-haired onion that wears cashmere. Yeah. <laughs> it's really funny to me, also, not uh, to completely just hijack whatever point Nate was trying to make here. Um, my my point is that Duel Monsters, the game that they play, is absolutely horseshit insanity, 100%. and I love it. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead now. <laughs> it's it's really funny to me because like I've I've like watched through Duelist Kingdom a couple of times over the years, um, yeah. and then you know once again for this. But the first time I saw this stuff was kind of the same way that I consumed Dragon Ball Z, which was whatever was on at the time. Yeah, and so I remember like. Like, so many of these episodes are in so many different orders in my brain, even though I have exactly. seen yeah. them, like, exactly. differently or, like, correctly, rather, over the years. But, like, I remember, like, the, like, showdown between Yugi and Pegasus to, like, you know, the big fucking, like, climax of this whole arc. I remember, like, I saw, like, one episode, like, and I saw episode one and two of that like three months apart and in the middle of that was the third one and then i remember like weirdly vividly like the finale like end of that fucking duel like in the fucking cool shadow realm shit like all of that i remember like just like standing in my grandma's living room at 2 p.m on a thursday just like staring at the screen. <laughs> so when your like, brain came Holy online, shit. It's, it's funny. Like I have the same experience because I started watching because my friend was like talking in the lunchroom right, about right. it, and so I started watching pretty much every day. Like every day that I could, mm -hmm. I watched it. So I like I have these vivid memories of being like, oh no, my mom's gonna get home in a half an hour, and all this laundry needs to get folded. I I put on Yu-Gi-Oh sure. and I would fold the laundry like every day. Like that was just my job so like i just have these vivid memories of being in my my living room standing up folding laundry watching yugi do what he does and i it just like you like i watched all the episodes in odd orders yeah. but like that's how i got obsessed with it like it's just my brain so it was like i it's not even like an intellectual thing that i can really rationalize mm -hmm. and be like i like it for this reason it was more like an, an injection of a chemical into my body yes. that still hasn't left yes absolutely it's such like i, I mentioned before that like the cards and the monsters have like no real guiding design principles, but it, it, it actually does. It's, it's, 
It's not anything I can really describe, but if you look at the monster uh, relinquished, that's a fucking Yu-Gi-Oh monster, dude. It's got yeah. like the lines on it and like the the like, you know, faux Egyptian looking as eye that's yeah, on there. And the three novels of text on the card. Exactly. But I just mean the the photo of it, right? Everything's got claws. Oh yeah, no, it's just chef's kiss. Like all of the tune monsters are like just perfect design. Yeah. It's it's so cool and like you know even even though the the rules of the game are like in the in the show are insanity and like you know it's it's like you you destroyed the flotation ring around my castle of illusions it's like yeah. how do you do that and everybody's like telling their monsters to do certain attacks it's like bitch where'd you read that dude yeah <laughs> where, what there's no text yeah. on that card bud <laughs> how do you know what it's <laughs> called yeah <laughs> um i even though like it is totally a a, a made-up Calvin, Calvin Ball version of the actual game. When I started playing the actual game, I didn't feel cheated or lied to because Same. the actual yeah. game was yeah. so cool that I didn't, I didn't care. I was just like, yeah, 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 it's different, but it's like, you know, whatever. It's a different thing. It's, it, this is based on Yu-Gi-Oh, you know, which is kind of is. Yeah, exactly. I had been prepared by playing so much Pokemon up to that point to be like, yeah, they're different. It's fine. Right. Same. Like I grew, I grew up playing Magic the Gathering. Same. So I was yeah. like eight years old getting into Magic and it's so funny and, and like dumb when I look back at it. I, when Pokemon came out in the States, number one, I thought I was too old. Like number one, I was so fucking wrong. You can never be too old for Pokemon. Oh, yeah. um, but also I was like, oh yeah, what's this Magic the Gathering knockoff? Like I thought I was hot shit at like 11 years old. And then like Yu-Gi-Oh came out and I was like, oh, I'm a hypocrite. I love this shit. Uh -oh. So I played with my I played a little with my friend. So like I, I did enjoy the game. I have a couple decks there, but they're mainly collector sass uh, decks. Sure. I have like a Bakura deck, I have a Malik deck, and then a general one because I got a cool ass tin with it. So I'm like, yeah, I'll spend Great. twenty five yeah. bucks on this tin yeah. for my Yu-Gi-Oh shelf. Fuck yeah. The one of the cool things about Yu-Gi-Oh, the trading card game is there's no filler cards, right? There's no energy mm -hmm. or mana cards yeah. or anything. Every card in there is like a monster, a trap, you know, magic, ritual, whatever it's going to be. Um, and so there's so much like strategy and personality that you can put into your deck too. Like it's, it's so funny that it's it, like the the rubber band of Yu-Gi-Oh where the more you stretch it and the more you try to make fun of it the more it'll just snap back to being cool in your brain like totally. <laughs> that's that's a 100% truth yeah like yeah if you if you have like i don't know like i can make fun of the show for being like you can't just fucking play Flame Swordsman. It's a fusion yeah. card. And at that, it is, there's no reason to fusion summon some of these guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's for the cool lookingness of it. I mean, that sword is like still like ingrained, just like, like it takes With up. With the kanji on it, yeah. Just like permanent residence in my brain is just being like, that's cool as shit. Yeah. It is cool. It's like something you'd see in Elden Ring. Yeah, absolutely. And like, Fuck. There is like it with each set of Yu-Gi-Oh cards, there's like an implied story and lore. And there is like within its own thing, I, I, story is not the right word, but you know what I mean when I say story where yeah. it's like it has a yeah. it has a vibe, as the kids say. 
Yeah. Indeed. There was like a set that uh like I was pulling an order for somebody like a couple of weeks ago and uh all of the cards they were pulling were like uh they have like these like uh there are, there's like cards that are based around like VTuber like streamer mm-hmm. idol types mm-hmm. and I'm like this is fucking cool yeah. and there's so many of them yeah. and they just like lean into them and the art's fucking awesome yeah it's it's like <sighs> it's like when Magic the Gathering had like the squirrels or the slivers or whatever where mm-hmm. it's like yeah this is like you know somebody somebody's gonna have a VTuber deck and it's gonna be like it's gonna be the shit it's the same thing as a tune deck back in the day too right like mm-hmm. so it's not even weird for it to be like that now because the tune stuff started that shit out and like i played let's see i'm on a website that shows just like all of the different sets we're just kind of talking Mm -hmm. about the fandom of Yu-Gi-Oh in general now at this point but like i know like one of the more recent ones like some of the like cool stuff that you can hit and i think it's like battle of chaos is like Hey, here's a dark magician, but it's the manga art yeah. or stuff like that, yeah. which is really cool. Uh, I played the Blue Eye, uh, Legend of Blue Eyes set, Metal Raiders, Spell Ruler, Pharaoh's Servant, Labyrinth of Nightmare, Legacy of Darkness, uh, Pharaonic Guardian, and I think I stopped at Magician's Force or Dark. Yeah, because I stopped before the God cards were like a thing. Yeah, I think I remember, <laughs> hilariously enough, I remember uh, a uh, friend of mine when I was a kid. Uh, their parents would order them singles online of like in your area sorry uh, <laughs> at the time i was just like that's fucking cheating this is bullshit i will never forget the day that i pulled magic cylinder and mirror force the same day are you kidding me nice. hell yeah those, hell yeah those hell cards yeah, hell were yeah. like bro okay my Yu-Gi-Oh deck was like mm-hmm. built around the highest power I could have for creatures that didn't require a sacrifice, right? While also having like the most fucking bullshitty traps and stuff like that. And like I kept that deck in black sleeves with a silver millennium eye on the back. And yeah. And 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 I had like a Velcro like hard like box like a velcro shut like box uh for the deck itself that that also had like silver writing that that. said Yu-Gi-Oh trading card game underneath it yeah hell yeah hell yeah like I I I also uh collect tarot cards so I know what you mean like you want like the entire adornment for decks and like even even me with the few cards that I have like again I don't I don't have anyone to play with physically but I do have my decks and I do have it in a collector's tin and I remember yeah. I got the Bakura deck for, I think it was Christmas. And I remember I'm like, oh, yeah, Dark Necrophia. Oh, yeah, bitch. That's Dude, like, the Yu-Gi-Oh! is also one of the only card games where it's like, this is their, this is, this is what they use. Yeah. Yeah. Like you can't do that with Pokemon because it's just like oh cool a Bulbasaur. <laughs> like, yeah, do you know how many people have had a Dragonite? <laughs> <laughs> but like, another thing I really love about the world of Yu-Gi-Oh is that it's something that would never happen in real life, but it's it's like, yeah, there are there are four of these cards at all, dude. Yeah, yeah. Deal with that. Deal with that. Somebody might have this card. Like the white dragons yeah that's right. what i'm saying there's four of those that exist and like the, the fourth is redundant so you just gotta rip it up just like Kyra yeah. did. which like yep. 
absolutely fucking cracked game remove right there just want to yeah. congratulate Seto Kaiba on game remove of the century that's like a fucking I'm Augustus... gonna put your grandpa in the hospital so I can take his card and rip it in half so no one can have it but me it's, that's it's, my guy it's like if it's like if in like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory Augustus Gloop pulled two golden tickets and then just ripped one of them just because yeah, he's exactly. like I can only use one like, that's, that's exactly the shit that it was same it, energy yeah, yeah exactly oh my God. and it can't be used against me it's like you have three of them you could have done whatever yeah. dude <laughs> so whenever i like turned this on it was just like I, I had it up like on another monitor while i was like playing a game yeah you then, don't like, need to actually watch Yu-Gi-Oh. and here's the thing here's the thing um three episodes in i noticed i quit playing the game i was oh. just watching it yeah. um, i was playing here's i was the, playing gotcha games while i was watching it so thing, i was like yeah. Like uh, largely like this whole like shown and tell thing is like, hey, let's show Cam things that we think like and just kind of, you know, check in and see what, what Cam likes and stuff like that. I knew I liked this. Yeah. Because I am the same person I was 20 years ago. Same. Yeah. I am the same cringe person but now <laughs> in a body that has constant back pain. I was cringe and now I'm free. I am now paid to be the person I was Yay! 20 years ago. Hell yeah. I was thinking too, I was like, I was like bullied. Like I had an intervention happen with my friends telling me how annoying I was for constantly talking about Yu-Gi-Oh! and quoting from movies like Napoleon Dynamite. And I'm like, mm-hmm. who can relate? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, it's like now I can get asked to be on podcasts to talk about the same yeah. shit that I got the intervention at like age 17 18 i would i would say maybe hold back on saying i used to not be cool and now i'm on a podcast (laughs) (laughs) no i know i know an anime podcast specifically one of the things that i like about this shown and tell situation is like kind of like how you were saying like it is more acceptable to talk about these weird nerdy things now and i can talk about like nanami from jujutsu kaisen I can talk about how cool their ability is and and all that sort of stuff. And it's not, it's not weird because, you know, our generation, like there are people that like, you know, normal type stuff like football and whatever. But like, if I go to work, like I had a, like a two hour conversation about attack on Titan with my coworker, like yesterday, dude, like that. that would, that would never happen, dude. Are you kidding me? You could not talk about like, Utena with your with like I don't know with your like fellow gas station employee that like just wants to clock out and leave and stop hearing you talk about it you know what I mean like this this series is so good it's not so bad that it's good yeah and it's not good in spite of its badness it is just it is just bad and good (laughs) I think the thing that I like a lot about Yu-Gi-Oh is that no like obviously like there are other shows about like games you know like fucking like beyblade is one for example or some shit like that but like card fight vanguard or whatever yeah, right? yeah, like yeah. bakugan and i think that Yu-Gi-Oh like perfectly captures how fucking cool it feels to like kick ass at a card game yes i yeah. think that's exactly what it like captures and it does it so well and it is so fucking unashamed of that in a way that i it's like impossible to not at least like a little bit it's fucking dice masters i like it it, it didn't take off yeah, the same way Dungeon dice monsters let's but go but i, I do appreciate that they like 
tried a new game. They like leaned into the fact that it is literally just about being the king of games and isn't just about the card game that everybody knows that isn't called Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, what I love about it is like what you were saying, Cam, it captures the for for as ridiculous horseshit this this whole series is with the lore and the voices and the rules being like kentucky fried nothing it is yeah. it is so accurate in its portrayal of the emotional feeling of totally clowning on somebody in a game yeah. that doesn't matter yes. but you care yes, 100% they absolutely nail like trap cards like conceptually and how they show them off in the show like fucking a plus perfect levels of just like good game feel right yeah. there mm -hmm. like like you said like you talked about mirror force throwing a mirror force on one of those motherfuckers when they think they have you is so fucking magic good. cylinder and too. they just yep. lean into that yep. shit it's like the thing that i appreciate so much about yukio is that like it is very clearly hey kids buy this thing right yes but it is clearly made by people who like the thing that they are selling to you in the first place and i think yeah. that's super important that makes a yeah. difference it really totally, does especially totally. if the thing works yeah but other than the show there's like no commercials or marketing for Yu-Gi-Oh. it's None. just always in the back i mean cam yeah. would probably disagree because you work at a card shop but like honestly still don't see that much of it like yeah, it is entirely just it feels like word of mouth at this point like it yeah. is just yeah it's it always been there and always will be kind of a thing i noticed a resurgence recently in yes. Yu-Gi-Oh, which i i love because i got back to, into it uh, it was almost it's almost my one year anniversary of getting back into Yu-Gi-Oh. People like that. I'm that you know. I'm you know lucky enough to be friends with on Twitter, and they're like, "Oh, I just got into this series that's like 25 years old, or I'm just getting into this this arc or the ship or something." And I'm just like, "I love that. Like, I was into that yeah. like 18 years ago, and feeling so alone. And yeah. like, here I am now, and like, here you are now, and we get to we get to come together to talk about this. Like, what a privilege." Yeah, absolutely. And that's what this mini arc of this podcast is about, of, of just like, hey, it's OK to talk about these things now uh, in sort of a more loose, like fandomy kind of way. And so let's do it. Um, yeah. And so I think next episode, we're going to be doing something you definitely couldn't do back in the day when it was coming out. I think we're going to be talking about Evangelion next time. Oh, oh God! Oh, we're yeah. doing that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm. I am so fucked up. <laughs> uh, Jesus yeah, fucking I, Christ! Like, oh man, the, I tried to have conversations about Evangelion when I was 14, but it was a challenge. Yeah. Zero percent chance at all. Like having conversations about Evangelion is just like staring at the ceiling and wondering like why God has not killed you yet. So. For those that are going to try to be, you know, catching up with us, I think we're just going to talk about the entirety of Evangelion. I think we're going to just yeah. kind of talk about the vibe of it because Cam and I have both recently watched it uh, all the way through. Um, mm -hmm. And 
after that is when we're going to get into the more the things of like we're going to watch the first six episodes of Jujutsu Kaisen or whatever it's going to be. Yeah. It's not going to be like here. Let's just talk about the the entirety of this anime but why am i so fucked up you know <laughs> um uh. everyone thank you so much for sticking with this um like like we've said before we tried to get ahead on attack on titan and just you know a baby happened a baby happened but it, it's not even i mean <laughs> i was gonna say it's not jess's fault it's andrew's fault um the <laughs> Like Cam and I both started new jobs around the same time and we were just tired as fuck. Um, yeah. Cam moved like, yeah, things just like didn't line up at all. And that's fine. We'll get there. I, I'm like, we're not really worried about yeah, it. Yeah. We're, we're, we're regrouping on attack on Titan and, and, and solid plans for that will be revealed in the future. But like, I, I love that. I was like, what if we do this? And everyone was like, yay. <laughs> so we finally got to talk about Yu-Gi-Oh. Ms. Michaela D, Yu-Gi-Oh super fan uh, uh Supremo, uh if people want to see your extreme Yu-Gi-Oh hyperfixations online, where can people find you? Okay, a couple of different places and I actually have a Yu-Gi-Oh related thing that I'm ex- so excited to plug. Um so what? my Twitter is um at Michaela D. London, that's spelled M-I-C-H-E-L-A, D like David, London. I have a YouTube, which is just my first name, so it's youtube.com slash user slash my first name, M-I-C-H-E-L-A, and and I am getting involved in my first ever zine. Hell yeah. Ever. Hell yeah. Yeah, and it's Yu-Gi-Oh related. So let me pull up the Twitter to that. Zinio. But it's called Bratty Doll. Hmm. And it's about Malik Ishtar because he is a Bratty Doll. And it's about his fashion. So um, artists and writers are sharing their, um, not only their exquisite art of him, but also various stories. And they uh, they asked me to be a guest of all things. So they, I'm a guest writer on it. So I will be writing a story about Malik and Hell his yeah. fashion. I'm, he- I'm here. I'm here at Braddy Doll underscore zine on, that's, that's uh, on awesome. Twitter. That is extremely good. Yeah, it's completely free as well. So it's a free PDF. You don't have to pay a cent and you can enjoy all of this media. That's fucking awesome. I love a zine. I love a PDF because you know what? Graphic design is so important. Yeah, and like you're saying, you fuck know, it's, books. Give me a PDF. It's one thing. <laughs> it's no, no, no. It's one thing to just be like, yeah, here's 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 some cool fan fiction I wrote or whatever, or here's some cool art or whatever. But like, here is. And uh, it's a work of works that I made. That's what yeah. that's so fucking yeah. cool, dude. Yeah, I love zines. I tend to love to get the physical ones, but I'm always happy to get a PDF yeah. as well. And what I love right. is that it is free. Yeah, absolutely. You don't have to pay a cent of your hard-earned money, and you get to enjoy. Oh, that's so fucking like, cool. Honestly, the, the lineup of artists and writers are incredible. I follow pretty much every single one. Uh, like. It's it's crazy some of the the beautiful like artistic talent and some of the writing talent that um that is lined up for this. So I'm super excited to be a part of it. Um Ms. Michaela D, Queen of Games. Queen of Ki- Queen of King yeah, of Games. That's good. <laughs> King of Queens of Games. King of Queens, yes, that's it. That's the one. <laughs> um, thank you so much for for being here and just totally spilling yeah. your you you Yu-Gi-Oh guts. We appreciate you. Oh, thank you so much for asking. I was so excited that you asked. I remember, I think I mentioned it in passing 
during one of our last podcasts and I was like they are never gonna ask I'm too weird but I'm like the fact that you asked I was like I thought you would never ask you were just weird enough <laughs> it was really funny uh because uh like a couple days ago I'm like hey Nate did you ever get at Michaela just wanted to make sure like everything was all set up and they're like yeah yeah she's she's gonna be here I'm like okay cool I kind of assumed so because she has just been live tweeting her reactions to Duelist Kingdom which I'm like yes fuck oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, I am, I'm studying. That's the energy we need. This is me studying very hard. Um, I'm, I'm here for anything Yu-Gi-Oh related. Great. So everybody, thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the big three Shonen Tell. As I said, next time we're going to be vaguely talking about the entirety of Evangelion. So strap the fuck in. (laughs) So if you have not watched it, watch the series, then watch End of Evangelion, then watch the movies in the release order. Simple as that. Simple as that. Um, I, I, think, I feel like people are or like, not your dad. Do or don't, you want. or don't. I'm not your dad yeah. anymore. Your mom kicked me out. So, <laughs> the, the, if you want to watch Evangelion and talk about it, or if you've recently watched all of Evangelion and uh, you just want to hear us talk about it, we will be back in two weeks to to do that. So. That is going to be the end of this first episode of The Big Three, Shonen Tell. We are still on Twitter at at TheBig3MHA, even though we're not covering My Hero right now. And you can go there, let us know your deepest, darkest Yu-Gi-Oh! obsession secrets. Did you get lost as a kid on a bike somewhere randomly in your town while doing something way too strenuous for your little chubby little body like me? Social media accounts are in the description if you want to follow Cam or myself, but until next time, bye.